1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the That Time When podcast. I am back in my favourite room with two of my favourite people in the world. It's Dan and Tommy. Tommy and Dan, how are we both? Good, thanks.
2: Yeah, yeah. Raring to Yeah,
1: yeah. Ready to talk about That Time When, Damon Hill won a race on aggregate. Now before we dive into what that was, let's talk about what aggregate is. Can we get a definition, please, of winning a race on aggregate?
2: Go for it, Dan. We, well, basically, it's two separate times added together. Kind of like you had aggregate qualifying. We did a podcast yes. on aggregate qualifying, yeah. I believe? Because I seem to remember as
3: going, aggregate struggling yeah. to it's all say all it. about concrete. And, but, yeah. Uh, so,
1: yeah, we're, we're kind of, yeah, two or two times added together. And that kind of sums yeah. up we'll exactly. We'll go into it a we'll bit We'll find more out detail. why later on. Yes. So we'll be talking about Damon Hill winning at Suzuka on aggregate time. And uh, it was a title fight between Damon Hill and Michael Schumacher. And Schumacher had missed a few races because of a, a ban. It had been the naughty
3: boy. Yeah, yeah. 1994, the very, a very controversial season, obviously, started tragically with uh, Senna and Ratzenberger being killed at Imola. And then, yeah, there was a lot of... Oh, we, should, we should probably mention... We should mention, probably mention at this point, we have a fourth guest. Not, partic- not mic'd up, it's yeah. Frank
1: the Sausage. Uh, Tommy's dog. It's yeah. bring your dog to work day today and Frank wanted
3: to just uh give so, his give his couple yeah. of seconds. So if you hear like wow. some grumbling or whatever, it, we're not hungry. There is a dog under the table. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy. Continue. Uh so yeah, uh Michael Schumacher there, there'd been a lot of talk about Benetton using traction control, wasn't it? And yeah. um but that wasn't the only thing they got disqualified for. I think Schumacher got black flag at silverstone he got,
2: he got black flagged at silverstone for ignoring a penalty basically yeah he, and then got given a suspended ban for that and then a few races later at spa, spa yeah uh the, the plank on the bottom of his car had worn away too much and he got disqualified for that and that sort of triggered the suspended ban and he was off for two or three races yes yeah. so, so if you remember
3: the nelson pk podcast that we did last time nelson Piquet, there Junior. was a they got this. Rene got a suspended ban, yeah. Which was, which we were talking about, was break the rules again and you're in trouble. And Schumacher and Benetton broke the rules again and were and in they, trouble. They were in trouble. And yeah, missing two races when you're a title challenger closed the title up nicely.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think that missing races would have put him on the back foot, but he was still leading the title even despite these bans.
2: Yeah, he was well ahead that whole season. He was just pretty much untouchable i think he finished first or second in every single race
1: as way. shumi did uh back in the day uh <laughs> but uh the, the penultimate race at suzuka the one we're talking about hill was only five points behind going into it so obviously the points system back then was 10 for a win six for second yeah five six five. four no six four ten six four three two three, one, one. yeah because it, it was points finishes only up to sixth which yeah. uh wow i mean if that was in real life formula one now uh would probably be struggling for any sort of midfield cars to score any points, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, five points was a bigger margin than what it is uh, in today's Formula One, but still doable with two races to go. Right? Yeah. Well, it pretty basically
2: much. boiled down to if Hill and Schumacher finished first and second in the race, if Schumacher won, then Hill was would pretty much have to rely on a retirement for Schumacher and winning the race to win the title. So it's kind of a, a critical race for Hill.
1: Yeah. He needed to close the gap so that if he won the last race, he wins. Like, put it in his own hands, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh so let's let's have a look at qualifying shall we? Um Schumacher. <laughs> I don't mind uh, pointing this one out. Schumacher took pole by almost half a second cuz you know, pretty talented guy. Schumi. Uh, yeah, he did pretty well in Formula 1, didn't he? Uh so he, he dominated qualifying. Uh, and uh, anything from qualifying to to add to that? Uh
3: just looking at qualifying pretty solid performance from Heinz-Harald Frentzen in a Sauber. Yeah. Uh qualified 3rd just uh behind Damon Hill. Uh Probably not good for
2: Hill's morale either because uh Frenson took Hill's seat at Williams in nineteen ninety seven, but pretty much since Frenz this was Frenson's debut year in F one, pretty much since then Williams had been like, We want Frenson in a car sort of thing. So him doing well kind of puts the pressure on Hill to To win the title. To, yeah. To do yeah. well because there's this other young guy that the team wants to have in the car. Hmm, interesting.
1: Uh, So a bit more layering to this qualifying. So he started third. Uh, So let's look at the race, which is kind of split into two halves, as we've mentioned with the aggregate uh, adding times. Uh, The first part started in torrential rain conditions, but it continued as normal because back then Formula One was very much, uh, these are the conditions. If you can go forward and turn around corners, just about carry on.
3: Despite obviously that year being the year that Senna and Ratzenberger died and they introduced a lot of, um ridiculous safety measures including chicanes at mm-hmm. eau rouge and also that's that's a tire barrier in the middle of a straight uh, in there's barcelona there's one in the middle of the back straight at
2: uh, circuit you'll be one as well yeah
3: and you know despite this was the year where safety really became a thing and they really you know pushed hard on it but yeah interesting
1: Uh, I was just laughing at Dan because he pulled himself away from the microphone to just let out an exhale (laughs) but from the bodily functions. Uh, (laughs) um, So obviously with the uh, torrential rain, the hazardous conditions, multiple drivers spun out and retired as was back in the day whenever we had a really heavy rain race. We
3: expected some serious retirements and this race... Tricky cars to drive back then. Yeah. yeah, Inexperienced drivers to be fair in a lot of the back marker cars as well.
2: Yeah. uh, the, the first three drivers to crash uh, were pretty much all very young and inexperienced. Um, one of them was Taki Inui in the SimTech. Good he he spun out on the pit straight and almost hit Ukyo Katayama who had also spun out on the pit straight. So they both sort of hit the pit wall and Inui was just like 50 metres further back or something. Wow, like that's As Katayama yeah, was, was getting out of the car as well. Um, yeah, I've got nine cars in the first 13 laps went out because of the conditions mm-hmm. and of those first 13 laps i think six of them were behind the safety car because the first <laughs> the first cluster spun out they yeah. brought out the safety car for a few laps to clear it away and then they went racing again and then more cars just started spinning out
1: yeah safety cars breed safety cars especially in, yeah. in those conditions uh, brundle had a, a scary crash uh once the race was restarted after the safety
3: car no right? the, the, he, he triggered was... the red flag Yeah, so under safety. uh, Sorry, under safety. Yeah,
2: yeah. So the safety car came in. They did some racing. Um, Johnny Morbidelli crashed going, coming out of Dunlop, and before the first Degna. Yeah. Um, and as the marshals were clearing his car away, Brundle went off in the same place, narrowly missed the course vehicle that had just recovered his car, and Martin Brundle himself actually hit a marshal. Jeez. Um, And very luckily, uh, the marshal got away with just a broken leg. Wow, um, I mean, and, and you're
1: counting your lucky stars at that
3: point aren't you? Yeah. yeah it's also worth mentioning that that was the same corner where jules bianchi crashed and am i right in saying that i feel like there's a pretty eerie clip online of the race uh the 2014 japanese grand prix before obviously bianchi had his uh horrific crash that martin brundle actually mentions this crash yeah. as it's raining mm. as the tractor is on the track with the tilt gone off and martin brundle is saying you know we need to get rid of this tractor. I had a huge accident where I hit a marshal at this corner is, is a kind of very, yeah, eerie, very eerie bit eerie. of commentary. Yeah, if, you at, yeah. if you find that, but yeah. yeah not very nice uh, at
1: all. So the race was red flagged after Brundle had his scary crash. And uh, when it was restarted, Schumacher was essentially leading from Hill. But the, the, the main thing was this red flag period and not like a red flag in modern formula one where is you know races do a restart and and and
3: via the safety car yeah it's
1: it's positions isn't it that's it you know (laughs) whatever position you're in that's it um is it true that if you're a lap down under a red flag you that is that does that stay
2: um i think well i think now they probably just do the thing where they get going again behind the safety car and then then they just let um, let them get their lap back yeah gotcha uh
1: but anyway in in this period of time uh the rest of the race would be
3: decided on aggregate times which is a very odd thing to have implemented they lived a confusing rule. This isn't even I know this gonna make it sound really odd, but yeah, it's, I know it's twenty five years ago, but it's not that long ago. Mm. But it is still strange for me to see these kind of rules where, you know, there was all these drop scores and aggregate time things, which nowadays just seems so alien to Formula One. Yeah. So
1: so why why do you think well firstly explain what exactly this aggregate time rule was and right. and why was it a thing. Uh
2: so basically kind of like now, if there was a red flag, I think it's in the first is it the first lap or first two laps of a race? They just scrub that off and completely restart the race to a slightly shorter distance. Yeah. Uh, But back then, that was also true. But if the red flag came in the middle of the race, then what they would do is they'd stop the race and get going again. But they'd add... But the the race finishing order would be decided by the times (coughs) from the first part of the race before the red flag that would then be added to the second part of the race after the red flag. And I think the idea was basically... It was sort of before the safety car era. Um, They only started using safety cars regularly in 93, 94. Um, But before that, they didn't really have any alternative. So they would just stop the race and get going again. But I think the idea was to make it so that it was kind of fair to keep the gaps the same. Yeah, if you you
3: think about someone having a 20-second lead which nowadays you'd go well that's just the luck of the draw that yeah. you restart the race well, some but so that. so for example if aggregate time is still lasted today and lewis hamilton had a 20 second lead or whatever and charles leclerc was in second place and it, they red flagged the race and had to you know go to aggregate time it essentially meant that when the race was restarted leclerc would 20. have to beat hamilton by over 20 seconds it's kind of to like technically win the race yeah yeah
1: even though <clears throat> on the actual <laughs> track they're all together yeah they start as if again there's gaps but hamilton, but shaw essentially would have a 20 second time penalty so not only would he have to gain that time he'd have to pass hamilton pull away at 20, 20 seconds, seconds. Yeah. yeah yeah which is mad because that's almost like a, a bit of a penalty for the guys behind if it's, you think it's you one have, of those to make the yeah. move and go past and, and extend so yeah
3: it's an odd it's an it's a really odd call that yeah yeah it's, it's worth saying this was
2: the last time that they ever did the race on aggregate time because it was obviously too confusing it, and
3: confusing for the audience as well if you think you're watching a race and uh, we'll go on to this because this did actually happen uh later down the field but if you you know imagine that where it's a bit like um, Verstappen in Monaco, Monaco. Uh, he had that time penalty, and even with two laps to go, you knew that if he'd done an epic dive bomb for the lead on Hamilton, it wouldn't have counted because yeah. he would have added that time. Yeah. It does ruin it for fans that you have that time penalty added, so an overtake doesn't mean anything. No,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Kind of for the casual viewer, why would you even bother trying to? Yeah, he's a bit with silly. Right? That um, okay. So that was what happened. Now for the second half of the race, uh, Schumacher pitted almost straight away. Which dropped him to second. Which then, so hold on. So who had the who had the lead by, so, by how so, long?
2: So when Schumacher pitted, he dropped to second on track and in and in the overall timing of the race because Hill was. But, but Hill hadn't pitted yet. So, so. he
1: was leading, and by how much after the first half?
2: Well, they. they well, what was that noise? <laughs> 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 uh, they were both on different strategies. So you right. had Schumacher on a two-stop. Um, and Hill on a one-stop, because uh, Benetton, basically, what they thought was the conditions were really bad, chances of another safety car or the race just being stopped yeah. were quite high. So yeah. they pitted Schumacher on a light fuel load for his first stop to give him the speed and get him the, in the lead, yeah, yeah, predicting yeah. that there would be a race stoppage, whereas Hill was on a one-stop stop. So they were predicting a red flag. They yeah, were Benetton. they were
1: playing for the aggregate time here. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. So how how far was Schumacher ahead of Hill? Do you know? Uh, uh, before uh the, red the flag? gap I think it was Or was it because of the safety car it was pretty much nothing.
2: I think it was I didn't actually write this down which is really silly. I think it was around 6 seconds. Okay, so it wasn't a huge amount. Yeah. So it wasn't race. So basically Hill had to overcome 6 seconds. It was a 5 second penalty less. Yeah, cool for yeah.
1: for Hill. Um, so, so obviously you have not only the teams trying to work all of this out oh, you know who's, who's where, what position are we in Frank, thank you so much for again uh, Tommy's sausage dog getting involved in the uh, audio, um, but you also have the commentators trying to work out strategies and times on the road positions not being the same as aggregate positions and I'm sure obviously because this was the last time this ruling was ever used they, they, they probably looked at this like the producer of the, of the TV show and thinking yeah this, this, is, this makes no sense we have to change this
2: yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Because it was obviously such a big race as well, especially in the UK. You had a British driver fighting for the World Championship. Yeah, especially when it's the penultimate race of the yeah. season. And it was like, this, who is
3: winning? It was this titanic battle between... It, there was the excitement, I guess, that Damon Hill, um, obviously, passed the pit stops, and Michael Schumacher um, had pitted. So he was now behind Hill, and Hill had to pull this gap out to essentially win the race. He couldn't just sit in front of Schumacher and win. Yeah, He had to pull a lead out. They was, so they were still fighting each other, so they still yeah. both had to go. Flat but it was out. essentially qualifying. It was yeah, just, yeah, it Hill was, had to put in qualifying laps to win or the, the rally race. stages. Yeah. as you called
1: it before he we went. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it was yeah a very very odd um, thing to watch. And how how did the graphics keep up with all of this? Did they did they change it? Was it? I, I think it
3: was a really an era where
2: there probably wasn't that
1: many graphics They'd there wasn't just, any graphics at no all, really. no
3: but it i was think an era I, where murray walker used to just tell you what the top six was every five, come up with like five
2: classification laps. and stuff no like, yeah so, yeah so what yeah. would they have done with that i think i think they did it based on the aggregate time yeah, so yeah. i think lap charts at the time record who was in the lead on aggregate time right, rather than okay. who was actually in the lead gotcha um, but yeah, still it's a very, all very difficult confusing. thing to, yeah. to, to follow I, as a like, spectator. It's hard to explain. Imagine how it
1: is to watch sort of thing. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, so Hill pitted nine laps later than Schumacher and stayed in the lead on track. But Schumacher took the lead on times. Even yeah. though he was running behind. So Schumacher yeah. was behind Hill, but probably within six seconds, as, yeah. as you said, which then would have put him in the, in the net lead. Yeah. Uh, which is odd. Very he, odd. Oh, very but odd, yeah. Because then I'm sure, you know, they're telling, they're telling Schumacher, you don't have to do anything just just stay behind it's fine. yeah yeah you know you, you're winning so just stay behind hill
2: until you had to pit again yeah because...
1: until uh benetton made a, a rare strategy error which, yeah uh...
2: i mean this was the first year of refueling and basically benetton had because they had ross Braun basically had totally outfoxed williams the whole year um with regards to what the best way to use fuel strategy was so this was a sort of rare occasion where they they gambled on something and it had gone wrong and williams had actually done the smarter strategy it's a classic hindsight
3: thing where it would have looked genius if they'd red flagged the race and schumacher won it easily because they could just run him on light fuel the whole time yeah but like you say instead it dropped schumacher back and having to chase
2: and catch hill yeah he had to pit again and he had to get basically just under 15 seconds in 10 laps
3: which is
1: Something Schumi loved to do in his career—that that sort of thing. Obviously, not on aggregate times, but he used to yeah. love a four-stop strategy or something and, and winning races. Yeah.
2: So, uh, I mean, I've seen that on on his after his second stop. So at the end of the race, Schumacher gained three seconds on Hill in his first lap, first flying lap. Wow. And you'd think, wow, okay, this is on. Yeah. Comes, yeah, this, yeah. 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 Um, but then it, it tailed off, and the gap—it it kept coming down. Um, and <laughs> heading into the last lap, it was down to two point four seconds that so he had to gain he had to gain 2.4 so he he was about 10 seconds behind on track but he had to gain 2.4 seconds and then he'd win the race yeah um so you know that's the sort of thing that in in those conditions you know if hill had got traffic at the wrong time or just had run wide or make yeah, a mistake yeah, yeah. you know that could have you been have lost it. the
1: race despite not losing yeah. anything on the on the track that must be so weird as a driver to to be able to manage that yeah because usually you have something in your mirrors that you can physically see i'll defend from him but you can't defend from it's like a ghost in time trial on a yeah, game. yeah you can't stop it coming through <laughs> um so so what did so obviously we had the tense finish which uh, to be fair i can get on board with that towards the end i reckon that was pretty tense and you're obviously relying on yeah, Murray. i guess
3: and, as well with a race like like that where it's so wet and probably overtaking is almost impossible because you can't see anyone through the spray yeah it almost allowed it to be a race between two drivers because they could just push and you essentially just got to see two drivers pushing in the wet giving it everything yeah to win a race yeah and am i right in saying that in in have you read damon hill's book yeah yeah there's a bit in damon hill's book where he's talking about this race and he he has like a weird epiphany about oh, like a, Senna, an out-of-body experience an out-of-body experience like, yeah y- you know um it's quite a famous one where Ayrton Senna mentions it in Monaco where he almost like drove subconsciously because like the adrenaline was flowing and he just kind of like he got like the perfect lap together yeah and there's a bit yeah where uh in in Damon Hill's book he's mentioning there was probably a lot of emotions going on in that yeah. season with having lost yeah, his teammate at and center and having the pressure of trying to win a title yeah um yeah he he mentions this sort of like weird
2: yeah experience on the, on the final lap he just basically went to another level he spoke speaks about and he actually pulled out 1.2 seconds on on schumacher which um, is weird like who like, like no one is, does that against <laughs> Schumacher yeah, like he's yeah, yeah. unbelievable in the wet as well yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. it yeah. basically led to this this is a weird finish if you watch the finish on YouTube uh, it's basically Hill crossing the line and then there's just silence because they're waiting for Schumacher to cross the line to know the result and then Murray Walker just goes 3.36 seconds <laughs> <laughs> like Damon Hill wins it's like a really good like, iconic yeah. bit of common iconic, time, yeah, isn't statement. it that you just the yeah the excitement
3: of him doing that it's pretty epic but <laughs> yeah um, unbelievable that probably an underrated drive from damon hill and he is obviously i'm a big fan of damon hill you're a massive fan of schumacher and there's Fight no <laughs> yeah there's i i'm under no illusions that michael schumacher is a way better driver than damon hill uh, and even damon hill himself kind of admits that he's no lewis hamilton he is a very capable racing driver but i think that was one of those moments where
2: just on that day, on Hill that was, day, Hill he was, was unbelievably good. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. On, on his day,
1: like <laughs> you could be like a Jensen Button. On on Jensen Button's yeah. day, he was exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he Hill was, never, was that similar kind of
2: driver, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. It was actually even more impressive <laughs> because uh, it turns out that when Hill had his pit stop. Uh, the team couldn't get one of his rear wheels off, so they just left it on. <laughs> so he did the second half of the race with three new wet tyres and one really old one. Oh, wow. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Even better
1: <laughs> drive from your man. There you go. So uh, after the race, Schumacher congratulated Hill and the gap was just one point in the championship with one race to go. And as I mentioned earlier, it was the last ever race to run the aggregate timing rule, obviously. Yeah. Just too confusing. Uh, that's. Pro- I imagine that's the reason. Was there another reason as to why they got rid of it? <laughs> No,
2: I think it's probably just, you know, time's moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of overhauls of rules and things at that time, so just time to get rid of it.
3: Probably an era where they
2: were starting to, you know,
3: races were televised. They were becoming more for, and more commercialised. More commercialised. F1 was becoming a thing in Europe where they were starting to show every race live and so yeah, yeah. had to do things like that to make it a more watchable sport, essentially.
1: So this question, um, I, I didn't write it, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, Was uh, Would aggregate time be a good thing to reintroduce? No. No, no, (laughs) no, it wouldn't. (laughs) I was was hoping for one of you to maybe go, yes,
2: I think so. But it did did have its merits. Like Tommy said, that race might not have been as exciting if it had just run as a normal race. Um, I can see the excitement in two drivers trading times like that in difficult conditions, Mm. but that's the one in a hundred chance of happening yeah it's, yeah, yeah
3: it's all it all comes down to hindsight and how a race pans out it's exactly the same situation as what we spoke about on the last race podcast with the virtual safety car and how it pans out sometimes it can make a race incredible sometimes it can ruin the race like the last one where it screwed up you know a battle for the lead um and again going back to say like max's uh, pursuit of hamilton in monaco if he'd have got passed with a few laps to go that would have been so exciting to watch him pull that five second gap yeah but at the end of the race it was it was more just irritating because you yeah. had to pull a five second gap and you yeah, knew it yeah. wasn't yeah. going to happen so yeah There's it always just case goes common from race to race takes yeah. over and yeah it, it yeah.
1: takes away from the action all right are we done is that pretty much mm. it yeah it for the uh, yeah. go 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 time
2: Aggregate time. Aggregate time. Aggregate time.
3: Bring back
1: aggregate qualifying. That was the best. That was the best <laughs> qualifying <laughs> ever, wasn't it? Sarcasm. Right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, not watching. I did it. I didn't say watching. Unreal. Please do send us uh, your stories or topic ideas, whatever you'd like us to cover in this series, that time when everyone seems to love it. If you do love it, please give us five stars and nothing less, nothing more, because it isn't possible. And uh, your reviews and whatever, wh- where are they listening,
3: Tommy? Um audio boom Yep. Uh Apple podcast you can rate stuff. And I think you can rate in the Google Play Store if that's what you're listening.
1: Yes. To. So uh if you have a bit please please do give us five stars. And if it's four, let us know why. <laughs> we will cry. <laughs> yeah. Use the hashtag WTF One Podcast as well if you want to send us any uh, suggestions. Uh or send us an email, which I still find hilarious. No, don't do that. Do not send us email. Just send, just us, an send email. us a message. Just send us, yeah, a tweet or whatever. Uh, that'll be perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Tom? I don't know why I called you Tom. Tommy, Dan, myself. Peace out. Goodbye. Peace in. Bye.
3: Hello. Bye. Bye. Oh,
1: don't forget to say. Bye, Frank. Bofril. Beefy, baisy, bovril. We really had a, a bovril. we had some
3: complaints on the last one, but, you know, because it got cut out. Beefy, baisy, bovril, bovril. People didn't get their bovril hair. Bovril.
0: Bovril. I'm missing their bovril. bovril. Beefy